Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben and Jason here, uh, ready to talk about how to get around countering an offer. Um, it's a pretty contentious topic because it's funny, one of the sessions that we run is um, negotiating uh, with buyers and agents. And one of the questions that I ask in that session is always, I kick it off with asking, why is our first instinct that when we get an offer that isn't enough to send a counter? Jace, what do you think? Why do you think that countering is such a culture within the real estate community here? Because there's no law and there's no requirement for you to counter. I just think it's soft, you know. I'm soft. Just, I'm just going to be aggressive on this one because countering is probably my pet peeve um, at the moment. And, and even with, uh, with our properties, Ben, and, you know, uh, unfortunately, sometimes we might find out that someone's countered and, and it makes my blood boil, mate. I think that it's uh, it's a little bit weak as far as us pushing back and saying no, you know. Even with you, you're listed traditionally, you have an ask price, someone comes through the front door and they offer you half that, um, just say no. You have an ask price. With auction, no, we can't provide you with a counter. But well, I think that you need to be delicate with it, sure, yeah. but I think that also we're a little bit soft. That's the reason why. Ben. Let's talk about the delicacy of actually the counter offer because if you said to somebody straight away what you just said, let's say you're another agent and you're like, well, Ben, if we write an offer, will you send us a counter? And you go, no, we will not. Okay, I think that that is the absolute worst approach that you can actually do. What What are you trying to do? Are you trying to create an argument? Because I think that the best way to handle that, Jace, if you were to say to me, hey, Ben, I want a counter offer if we write an offer or if we make an offer, will you counter us? I'd say, do you know our job is to get you the absolute best response we possibly can. We'll do everything yeah, in our power. And you will get them a response. So to let them know that you will get a response, of course. And that, you Correct. know, um, an example of that is, of course, look, send me through the information, send me through the offer. Uh, once we've got that, I'll deliver that to the seller and you yeah. can expect a response from my seller in an appropriate amount of time. Just to make it very, very clear, we're not talking about auction versus traditional today. We're talking about general negotiation Absolutely. concepts across the board because again this is something that I really do believe is an epidemic in real estate and when you've got people out there that are saying to you that hey I'm negotiation experts or to the sellers that they're negotiation experts but absolutely could not prove their concept of how they do it it's again we touched on this in a previous podcast I believe is the fact that working for the United Postal Service where the seller has a list price of X, X amount and then you get an offer of X amount and it's under what the seller's expectation is and getting the seller and allowing the seller to counter back at whatever they like taking it to the buyers and allowing them to counter again at whatever they like and back and forward. What is your actual role in this? So let's talk about some general negotiation principles and how do we get around that the the, the counter situation? Yeah, well, I, I think it's important if you actually have the offer in hand or you have an idea of what the offer is going to be is quite simply finding out um, from 
the the agent or from the buyer directly, um, no problem. You know, based on the interest of this particular time, that may not be a, pr a price that's going to stop the auction at this time. Yep. Is that your best and final? Does your budget allow for you to extend a little bit further? So I think that there's some general principles in the in in the the first initial offer. You've got to make a decision of what pathway that this offer is going to go down. Is this an offer? that is just going to be purely educational for your sellers to bring them back into line with the marketplace? Or is this an offer that possibly could sell the property if it's traditional or sell the property prior to auction? Or is it a good offer if it's an auction property that the seller won't consider yet, but they probably need to and you need to hold that until auction day? So finding that information out is a very important part. So let's say this, Jason, let's say that you're representing a buyer. Mm -hmm. I'm the listing agent for a property um, going to auction. Okay, or even just the property in general, I don't really mind. Okay, let's say that you're representing a buyer, you've written the offer, okay, you've submitted that offer without letting me know that it comes in because a lot of the time it doesn't. I just get an email, ding, okay, I've got an offer. Mm -hmm. So let's say that your offer is $800,000 and my seller wants $1.1 million. Now you don't know that. I'm just giving some context to the listeners so that they can obviously understand where we're coming from. So we've got a bidding to start from price of call it $700,000. My seller's reserve price is 1.1 million. You've written an offer of $800,000. How do we handle that appropriately to figure out what's the best way? So I'm gonna call you, okay, because you've sent the offer, ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi Jason, it's Ben Brady from Harcourt's Auctions. I'm just giving you a quick call about your offer that you've submitted on our property in Laguna Niguel. Great, Ben. I appreciate it. Great. So, um, so have you got a brief moment to speak to me? This might take a little while. Yeah, no worries. Excellent. So, you've submitted the offer of $800,000 on the property. Yep. Um, is that a best and final or is it just a starting offer, Jason? I just need to get a better perspective of what type of offer this is so that when we present to the seller that we can give our either recommendation or give them the best cost. Oh, that's where the clients want to come in, buddy. Okay. So, so is it a best and final or is it a starting? That's where the clients saw value. Okay. So, is it a starting or is it a best and final, Jason? I'll have to confirm that with them. Okay. That'd be great if you could actually give them a buzz and just confirm that with them because how we move forward is going to be, be whether or not this is the best and final or whether it's starting. I need to be able to give that information. Yeah, no problem. I suppose it's $100,000 above the bid to start from, so you know, we're um, probably be expecting a response pretty quickly sure. just to the seller's excitement to get an escrow. Hey, I'll give, you the, I'll give you a little bit of a context of where we're coming from at the moment is the fact is, is that at the moment, my seller's probably guilty of wanting a little bit too much for their property. And I think that that's in their entitlement, of course. Um, everybody does. And, and you probably understand that being in real estate yourself. Sure. Now, it's my job in saying that to educate them on the marketplace, bring them back down to market value. Now, at the moment, Jason, with their expectations where they are at at the moment, okay, I'm going to need your help and your patience if you guys are going to stick this out. Because I can tell you that, unfortunately, at the moment, the offer that you've written is not enough for them to say yes straight away. I know that, but I'm going to work on getting the most realistic response that I possibly can for you, but it may take some time. Is your buyer going to have the patience to hang in there, or are they looking to make a decision quickly? Well, they're definitely looking at other properties, so okay. you know, if you can just send me over a counter with, based on what the sellers want, I can pass it on to, the, yep. to my clients and see what they want to do. Now, Jason, one of the things that, I, I again, where I'm going to need your assistance with is the fact that um, if my seller was to counter you currently, that counter offer would be obscenely high. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it would blow your buyers out of the water. So I'm going to spend a day or so working on my client to get them as realistic as possible in a counter offer, not knowing whether or not your bud, the, your client's budget is you know is that their highest and best or is they're willing to go higher. If I received an offer that was higher than eight hundred thousand dollars, would you like me to let you know? Because I'm not. I don't want to play one buyer off another. I don't want to have an auction before auction day. 
if they if I received an offer over eight hundred, should I let you know about that, or are you guys done at eight hundred? Well, I think you should, so I can pass it on to the clients. And no problems. Even if that offer was say I don't know at, a, at over a million dollars, is it what is it a waste of time or is, is that it what worth expectations? You know, I'm just letting you know. I'm just trying to get a gauge of where, in fact, your buyer is, so that I know where I need to educate my seller to get to. And not to mention, I don't want to be playing you off another person, yeah. Jason. And look, I really need your help with this if we're going to get this done, because again. My sellers might be guilty of wanting a little too much. I don't know. It's it's uh, in my client's call there. So okay. I'll have to speak to them. Would it be possible if you could have a conversation with them so that then we could we could have a little bit of a gauge on where I need to bring my sellers to? Because it's pretty evident to me from our conversation at the moment or their starting price. You know, would they pay over a million dollars, Jason? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Do you have any other offers at the moment? No, we don't at this point. Otherwise, I'd let you know what they were. But based on the interest that we've had through the open house and to date, um, around 60% of our properties sell prior to auction day. So it's likely it's not going to make it to auction. And I would expect some more offers here in the meantime. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make sure that we can get a deal done before you. Because I want to make it clear is that I definitely want to get this property sold before auction day. Okay. Well, uh, the offer's at 800 at the moment, so just let us know if uh, the sellers are happy with that or if they'd like to counter and then uh, what the other offers do or don't come in at. But obviously we're at this, this yeah. point, again, you know, over the, uh, the bidding the staff on price. So. Jason, I'm going to need some more direction from yourself. Um, if you're just simply looking for a counter offer, it's just not going to work that way because you're going to get a counter offer probably over a million dollars, okay? There's no question about that and your buyers are just gonna simply walk away and we're not gonna be able to do a deal. So if that's a waste of time now then and you're not willing to work with me, then ultimately we might as well part ways now and forget the frustration. But if you're willing to work with me and help me here, I need to know where your buyer's highest and best is so I can educate my client down to that. Otherwise, there's just probably no point moving forward. If you can have a conversation with them and me call you back or you call me back to give me some guidance of where that is so that I'm not just simply getting them down 50,000 when that's not even gonna matter, okay, I probably need to bring them down lower. So if you can't work with me on that, Jason, we might as well just forget the frustration and part ways because you don't have to buy this home, okay? Your buyers don't have to buy this home. Maybe we just part ways now so that then we know that 800 is not gonna stop auction. If you can't give me some indication, then I'm gonna find it extremely difficult to help you get this home. Yeah, no worries. I'll have the conversation. Great. So what do we do next is I'll wait for your phone call because if there is an offer on the property and they come back to us and they say, no, that's their absolute best and final, then there's no point running any forward and or sending out a counter offer, exposing the seller's expectations because Jason, why is it that everyone wants a counter offer? Because 99% of all agents, all, all offers come in lower than, than the list price or lower than, the, lower than what they ultimately want to pay just so they can get a response so then they can make a decision of yes or no. Folks, I want to make this completely clear, speaking directly into the recording at the moment, that if you ever counter on behalf of your sellers or allow them to counter at a high price, allow them to counter at all, you have simply just lost them money. Yeah. You've, you, you, yeah. You've, you're basically telling the, uh, the buyer well, they don't have to pay it. And not to mention if it's an auction property, why, why run an auction? Just please put a list price on it, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, folks, we're gonna, I'm gonna do another role play with Jason. It's gonna be around the same conversation, but I think it's a fundamental conversation that we need to be having. I want you to notice a couple of clear things that happened in the last dialogue. I didn't tell him that we were not going to counter him because I don't wanna create an argument for the sake of it. The other thing I said to him, which I don't wanna do, I'd, I'm, hey, we would love to sell this to you prior to auction. I'd love to put him in competition with 10 registered bidders actually, really, but you're not gonna tell him that because at the end of the day, you don't, well, you wanna keep them on side. The other thing that I wanna make very, very clear of the fact of the matter is, is that I've asked for help 
six or seven different times to get them on side. The definition of negotiation is being able to allow to lead somebody down a path that they believe you're leading them down. They're leading them you down. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. I've said that better before. The definition of negotiation is leading somebody down the path where they think they are leading you. And that is the most important part of this entire negotiation strategy is that not countering will leave more money on the table, will leave a better opportunity for your sellers to actually listen to marketplace. Now, there's another way also that we need to consider this as well, Jason, is that if there is an offer on the table that potentially the sellers should take, but they don't end up taking, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the great things about auction, this is a very auction specific, is your sellers are allowed to make mistakes. Why is it that you can have a buyer that makes an offer in the first week of an auction process and hang in there all the way to auction date? Whereas in a traditional sale, if you have an offer made in the first week of the process and the seller says no, the buyer just goes looks elsewhere. They strike that property off their list and they just look elsewhere and that property is now dead to them. The reason a buyer will hang in there with the auction sale, and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong with this, is because there is an actual event that is coming up where you've told them that it might be a no now but it might not be a no on auction day. You give them the hope that ultimately the seller will listen to reason and the seller will listen to the marketplace. And most of the time, there is the first offer could end up being the best offer. And the sellers only realize that when there's a lesser offer on the table, rather than them accepting less money, we have an opportunity with auction to hold that buyer and continue to represent that offer the entire way through the process when interest might not be exactly where we need to be because we don't know. And the moment that we try and predict the future, we put people's uh, lives in jeopardy, financial futures in jeopardy. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And then and there's also situations where you might have a property where there has been quite good interest. There may have been multiple offers, but the offers are all substantially lower than what the seller's expectation might be. Um, and then again, you're able to use the auction date as well to help you holding that interest. Um, use the momentum that the auction's gathered and say, guys, look, there is a little bit of interest. It's not that the seller's saying no to your price. What they are saying though is they just need to make the decision on auction day so they can sleep well that night knowing that they've made the right one with everybody showing their hands. Process of elimination, you know, sometimes with our auction process, our first offer, you know, could be that best offer and the seller isn't ready to accept it yet. We call it the auction working too fast, okay? Now, again, the seller has the opportunity that if you handle this correctly with that buyer slash agent, you can, you can actually hold them in. So a good example of that is the phrase, a no now does not necessarily mean no on auction day. Let's get you registered to bid so you are prepared for auction day. Um, another way of handling it in a long-winded approach is that, hey, thank you very much for your offer. At this point, our seller's not in a position to accept that that is the market value for their home just yet. But that is not to say that if you were the highest bidder at that price on auction day, they wouldn't give it serious consideration. Yeah. They've committed to us that through the auction process, they're ready to meet the marketplace, but they just need to see a little bit more of that marketplace in order to come to terms with that's the price. I don't want you to take it as our seller being unreasonable or unrealistic, because again, they have committed to us that auction day is looking like it will be the sale day and they're ready to meet the marketplace. You know, that dialogue right there is excellent to hold buyers in and hold their agent in, but that can't be the only dialogue that you have with them you need to be following them up and informing them through the process, Jace, don't you think? Agree. 
So let's go back to the counter offer. I think that it's important just to do one more role play of that because it's something that ultimately you could rewind and listen to again. But this way, there might be some different dialogue that comes out, but the basic principles are still there. I need your help. Getting the buyer's budget out of them so that you know where to educate the seller to is the main primary position of the negotiation so that then you know whether or not this is likely to be an offer that is just education for the seller, something you might need to hold to auction or something that might sell the auction prior to, or in a traditional sense, sell the property. So, Jace, you've sent an offer in to me. Yep. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, uh, Jason speaking. Hi, Jace. It's Ben Brady from Harcourt's Real Estate. I'm calling you up about the offer that you made on 43 Smith Street. Yep, Ben, how can I help? Oh, Jace, I just wanted to understand your offer a little bit further before we went and presented it to our sellers. Um, currently, you've written up $750,000. Is that a um, starting offer or is it a best and final? Uh, no, I think your, your bidding the staff from was around that price. So we're just kind of throwing your hat in the ring, so to speak. Okay, so it's just a start, no problems at all. Um, how did you arrive at that price? Ah uh, well, that's you know kind of where your indication was. Um, so we, uh, you know, we just thought we'd write it up just a little bit above that, and um, you'll see how that went. So it wasn't based on any comps or anything that else that your buyers saw saw in the marketplace. No, no, no. Okay, um, Jason, what type of budget is your buyer working with? Uh, they've got the the ability to spend a little bit more, but uh, that's where they see value at this point, or that's where they'd like to. See come in and kind of get a response from your seller. No problems at all. I, I just need to um, give you an understanding of where things sit at the moment. I'm giving everybody this understanding that's shown interest in the property is that currently we're in the pre-stage of the auction process, obviously, and my sellers may be you know, guilty of wanting a little bit too much for their home. Um, and they're using this process to find out what the property's worth in today's marketplace. Now, in saying that as well, is that it's my job to educate the client on the marketplace so that I can come up with the most realistic response that I possibly can for you yep. in moving forward. Right. Um, Jason, understanding that this is just a starting offer, um, if you can give me an understanding of where your client's budget or their, or their highest and best would be, as unorthodox as it is for me to ask that, then I have an indication of where I need to educate my client to in order for them to yeah. meet a deal with you before auction. Because, hey, don't get me wrong, I'd love to sell this prior to auction. Yeah. They have the ability to buy this property three times over, but... Uh, okay. But yeah, that's where they want to come in. So I guess that are they happy to overpay for property then? Well, of course not. Okay, so that's where I need your help in understanding what their best and final may be for this property so I can bring my seller down. Um, because the, the easiest way for me to put it to you, Jason, to, to give, you, give you an understanding, if I got an offer on this property that was far above yours, would you still like me to tell you about it? Certainly, I think that you know, based on, on this particular property, when we look at the size, we look at the work that needs to be done to it and some of the other properties, sure there are some other properties that are on the market a little bit higher, but yeah. they're very, very different propositions and so this is probably, you know, not a, not a, a bad starting point in this price. I understand. And, and just like, so for example, if a client came in and wrote, you know, $1.2 million on this property, is that out of your buyer's range? Should I tell you about it? Because I don't want to be seen to be playing one buyer off another. Um, should I even call you about it or should I just send you a text saying we have something higher? It's up to my buyers at the end of the day. They have the ability to go there, but I'd advise them not to. I think that's ridiculous. What do you think the home's worth, Jason? As I say, when you look at the other properties that are around the corner that are uh, a little bit bigger and slightly different, then um, they're uh, unsold and at a similar price to, to kind of where we're at. So okay. extending it, I mean, sure, there's probably some room there, but extending it much more and certainly to the realm that you're speaking would be uh, be against my advice for sure. Okay, sure. So, so at the end of the day, your client has the budget to pay a price that they ultimately Too are comfortable much. with. Yeah. 
but you're not advising them to pay anything over seven fifty at the moment. You think they should stay where they're at? No, I think that the where they're at now is is appropriate. And again, they want to buy the property. They love the home, yeah. so they'll probably you know offer a little bit more. Jason, do you understand the principle of what I'm trying to achieve here? Is that my clients are in the position where they probably want too much for the home, and I've mentioned that a couple of times now because mm-hmm. that is the case. And I'm trying to work with you in order to understand where your client is at, so that I can educate them towards a price that your client's comfortable paying, and my client might be comfortable to yeah. accepting. So that's where the level of transparency in this process is important to me because I'd love to sell this to you guys prior to auction but a lack of transparency in where you are at is going to stop me from educating them to where they need to be because I might only get them to move a small amount when they might need to move a big amount and I'm here trying to work for you work for you guys and, and help you do that because in, in essence I can admit that our sellers expectations might be a little robust but it's only through transparency that I'm going to be able to do that and if you're just looking for a counter offer from us the counter offer is going to be too high and to be frank, I don't want my seller to counter you if it's going to be too high because I don't want them to ratify their expectations in writing because that means to them that says that they they put them in writing so they possibly could exist and in their own mind, I'm trying to remove them from that figure because it is too high. Well, I think that at this point, based on where we're at, then the price we need to move them towards is seven fifty. Okay, so but how close to how how much further than seven fifty is your client possibly willing to pay for this property is what I'm asking you. And if you don't have that information now, that's okay. But if you could speak to them, get an indication of where their absolute highest and best would be, I'll do my absolute best in order to bring my client to that leverage point prior to auction. Yeah, I'll certainly speak to them. As I say, they love the property, and uh, the auction is only you know a couple of weeks away, so we can see how that plays out as well. Perfect. So again, guys, not trying to going down the path of asking for help saying that my job is to work here and educate my client, okay, to try and bring a deal together. It's so important, folks, even if they've got a budget that is so far over what the seller would want for the property, it's still important to ask the agent what they believe it's worth if you're not getting any information out of them because their opinion is going to absolutely affect the buyer's ability to purchase and what they're willing to pay. But again, it's all led back down to the path of getting Jason on side and getting him to understand that I am here to help them as well. Even though I'm not, I have no intentions of helping them whatsoever. It is just the reality of keeping somebody on side. Because guys, if you're going to say to somebody, no, this is this is an option, we don't counter. You're gonna create an argument, they're not gonna like it. If you're gonna to say to somebody, you can only see the property through the open houses, you are going to create an argument. By saying to somebody that they're the scheduled times that our seller has given, and out of respect for the other people we've said no, these are the only times we can show I'm really sorry for the inconvenience, is definitely the way to go about it. Just make sure, agents out there, that, uh, that you're having the conversation. Have the, have the knowledge, you know, use some of the dialogues that Ben's gone through today, and then have the courage to actually have this conversation. And it's not so much pushing back, but it's again, navigating them through to an understanding of the position that you're in, the position that you want them to be in. But don't cave under that conversation. Don't, don't throw that in the too hard basket, which we see all too often and just say, okay, we'll get a price from the seller, okay? Hold firm on that is my point. A recent um, situation that happened to close off on this is that uh, one of an agent that hasn't been uh, doing auctions for very long whatsoever, who will remain nameless, um, didn't like the prospect that we weren't countering and that there was a little bit of back and forward with the buyer's agent. Um, Now, I said to the agent, please don't, talk to the sellers about countering because that's not something we want to put them in a position, a weak position of not getting the right amount of money. The seller wanted $585,000. The offer was at $520,000. Seller said no to it, obviously, and we were in the process of negotiating like we were just there. 
I, I went and spoke to the other agent, um, the, the buying agent, and we quickly got them to $580,000 verbally. They were committed to that. Now, the agent went behind my back and got an offer, a counter offer written by the sellers for $560,000. Now, before I had a chance to call the sellers and the agent to let them know, the agent actually, the buyer's agent called me and said, well, we just got a counter offer from them for five sixty, dollars so we're not paying $580,000. They ended up actually paying five fifty. dollars The seller had to accept that. Um, all from counter offering too soon, that agent lost that seller $30,000. It doesn't mean a lot to that agent's commission, at which the... Uh, uh, but it does mean a lot to that seller's financial future. Guys, any questions, reach out to Jason or I. Um, we're here to help you with this. This is the reason you do auctions is to have our negotiation expertise on each individual situation. We're happy to be involved and look forward to seeing you or hearing from you or you listening to us on a, another episode of Rethink Real Estate Zone.